ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 39 of the Chris and Andre Show. I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And Chris... I was I was like so proud of you, and you had to like, and you haven't done it for like two weeks, <laughs> I know. and now that's, a, that's I mean that's how it works. That's what that's what we call comedy. Yeah, comedic uh, timing. Okay, have, curveball. I mean, you know, it's like uh, with my kid. You know, um, I'm trying to get her to understand that the first time it might be funny, right? But following oh, okay. it up with the exact same joke or whatever it is not so funny you know but but if you wait you're trying to teach her like like laser targeted like comedic delivery if there is anything that i hope to pass on to my next generation it is my incredible sense of humor the world would suffer if without, it had it yes you're no right. without this wit i mean <laughs> Well, I'm I'm really glad that we're all all up to date and with everything getting published. Like I'm super stoked. Man. Oh, it's, you! I mean, I it's it's a weird feeling. I'll be honest. Um, I I found myself multiple times this week after getting episode thirty eight scheduled, going like, oh, uh, I got some free time. Cool, let's go edit. Wait, edit what? I don't have. And then I started like almost coming up with things to edit, you know, like, Ooh, I could do that. <laughs> like, make like, it up stuff. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then I was like, Oh wait, I don't have time to do that right now. Um, but yeah, so we're all caught up. Um, my goal is, I shouldn't even say goal moving forward. Episode, uh, trailers will be published Wednesday and episodes, new episodes will come out weekly on Thursdays. So that's awesome. Uh, I am committing to that schedule. Look, I fell down the stairs and I'm a new person. <laughs> you're, you're, you're an idiot. I, love I bumped you. I my love head, you. but this is this is the best result I could I could have hoped for. Except I'm, it's going to turn out in like a week that it's I have like a brain aneurysm and that's what it really is. Like uh, I'm just going to. So fall you're over you're trumping on it. Like you're basically saying I had this like serious injury and now I'm better. It. You're trumping. It was a gift from God. Ah. It's time for politics. So you know what? <laughs> While we're here, I did the math, and I keep saying there's like a group of people that are going to vote for this guy. How many is it now? Do you think? I think it's twenty-five to thirty percent of the population will vote. For so him. then, what are we getting with these polls? All right, so this is how I look at it. And I tried to look at, I actually did some super serious back of the napkin math, right? There's For those rough, of you that don't know, the back of the napkin is where you do your math. The front of the napkin is where you rest your beard. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I've like made a lot of serious decisions based on the back of a napkin before in my life. It's really sad. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll just like pull the thread and like, where's it going? Where? No, 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 no. Give me another napkin. That's the reason like, that we up. always meet for lunch. Or, or yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, we still need to do that. I keep, I keep meaning to. What are you, what are you doing uh, Thursday? It's complicated, but okay. I'll, I'll figure something. Maybe uh, I mean, uh, if you, you, I'll tell you what. You let me know when it works for you, and I will work my magic to make it happen. Okay, that that sounds good. I'm glad that you can work magic. Oh, from now on, I want you to call me the magic man. I will not do that ever. I, <laughs> I just want you, I want you to know that. That'll be really weird, and it'll make me feel slightly uncomfortable. This is not something I'm comfortable with going forward, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 25 to 30% of the population will vote for this guy. So yeah. if there's 350 million people that live in the United States, and roughly... Uh, what is it? 80 million aren't registered to vote or they're not old enough to vote. So I try to just get like the, yeah. on all the ranges of likely and registered vote or voters, it always comes back to 25 to 30%. That's excluding people that, that are one issue. That's excluding people that if they were saying it's a moral vote, they shouldn't vote for him. So there's basically 25 to 30% of our country are okay with racism. So then, because we've talked before that 30 to 40%, you know, maybe as high as 45% of the total country is probably going to end up voting for Trump. So if you're saying 25 to 30% of the entire population, then of that, or or of the, the voting population, then you're saying of that group, I mean, we're talking half at least. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do about that. But it does give you hope that more than 50% of the country is not okay with racism. Yeah. I mean, that. I guess. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Like, I think we've all kind of, it's one of those things where. It's a tough pill to swallow. Well, but it, but it's one that I think like we've been, that's been like, you know stuck inside a treat or like wrapped in peanut butter and we're just like ooh num 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 i don't notice that this is happening you know no they know well they but know. You, you know like i pretend this isn't happening more than yeah, anything. Yeah. like i mean with with my dog right i shake the pill bottle and he gets excited because he knows <laughs> the peanut butter's coming it's like oh. i know i got to take my pill but the good news is i get the peanut butter with it you know I, yeah it sucks because racism, but at the same time, I can shop at Ikea. That's, that's a... <laughs> I like that. I actually like that. But, I mean, we, we got to call it for what it is. You got to be able to accept your reality at some point. Yeah. I mean, you because have to... Because to that's up, where you have to live, right? Yeah. You can't swim upstream on this one. It's like you can't get those people. And I'm not saying it in a derogatory way, but the people that are committed to this guy... That's their choice. Move on. Yeah. Like that's what a reasonable person does. They just accept the facts for what they are. Um, that sounds pretty dismissive of the whole we're all in this for each, you know, each other. But I think it's kind of it is what it is, you know? Um Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah. It it look, it, ultimately it's not it's not like you said, you're not saying it derogatorily. You're not 
saying it as in like I'm writing these people off entirely, right? It's not you can't come back from that. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of like well, we talked about uh on one of the last episodes, you know, encouraging get get other people out to vote and that stuff. And it's like, man, if you if you don't see the problem, I don't understand how I'm going to explain it to you or why you would listen to me any more than the people that are out there telling you what's going on, I guess. I don't Well, you know you know why I think they would and this is for any I mean because we're not professional pundits, you know. Uh, we don't bring a bias into the conversation. And I I can I can respect somebody that can either address and own their bias as opposed to somebody that's trying to sugarcoat their bias, which is actually annoying. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of people just don't read through that. You know, um, it, I, I kind of get confused because when I think about the whole argument about that's resurfacing about militias, right. And it's like these, con, you know, strict constitutionalists. I'm like, you guys are taking that out of context. Even with, with you take the literal meaning of the words, the context of the words do not mean what you're doing. Yeah. And every state has got laws that prohibit militias. They're uh, brandishing firearms in public, totally illegal, but nobody's pressing them. And then if you don't get those things under control, you have people trying to kidnap governors like the governor of Michigan, you know? Um and supposedly the governor of Virginia was also like considered a target. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and ultimately like what, what you're hoping to accomplish there, I don't really understand. Like, you know, they were com supposedly the issue was over the COVID, you know, like restrictions and stuff like that. But it, at the same time, the COVID, most of the COVID restrictions in Michigan had been lifted. Yeah. So, what are you doing? Like what, he, what, what is, what is. <laughs> and even yet the Michigan Supreme court actually uh, struck down the rest of the restrictions. So I don't, I, I don't know if people have a, and I've, I've, I know I've said this before. I don't think people have an understanding of what's actually in the constitution and, you know, the way that people can pitch out amendments to some type of favorability to what they want to see happen is actually pretty dangerous. Militias only support uh, like the North Carolina, North Carolina National Guard and National Air Guard. They don't, they don't support private citizens taking up arms to overthrow the government or to confront the government. Yeah. That's not what they're for. Yeah. They don't want uh, people building their own militaries. Like that's, yeah, not... <laughs> that's not how this works, guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like every time you've seen it in the, you know, like uh, the, crazy cult stuff when they've got all the guns and everything it's like uh okay at this point you're not you're not abiding by the laws that are part of this state or part of this country so it's domestic terrorism yeah i mean that's exactly what the michigan kidnapping plot was without a doubt and two of the guys are actually former marines uh which is uh was that an echo i didn't hear it Okay. So <laughs> that part freaked me out a little bit. I was like, now we've got Marines that are, you know, I get their oath to the constitution, but that's above and beyond. Those are extra, extra credit points. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's just, it's, 
like it's part of it is just like kind of crazy what we're going through right now again you know and this is unlike any other presidential election that i can remember where you have you know armed militias trying to take kidnap governors in order to you know take them out of office what their ultimate goal from that was still i don't really understand um and you've got a guy in Trump who is just basically going to lie his ass off in the hopes that people will believe him. Why anyone would at this point is beyond me. Well, he's an artist. Like Van Gogh or <laughs> yeah, kind of like, wait, Gatch- okay. Or- okay. Wait, 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 wait though. <laughs> So Donald Trump is an artist, but musicians aren't. <laughs> He's a crappy artist. He's like one of those uh, popcorn artists you see like on the on the side street. <laughs> He's just a terrible liar, man. He, he lies so much. But is it I mean, is he a terrible liar? I mean, he lies so much, and look, I mean, he's gotten away with it more or less for four years. It hasn't actually gotten him in any real trouble. Like, nothing that, I mean, granted, I'm super curious to see what happens when he's no longer in office. I I think dude's going to jail. I mean, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm with you in that I fully expect him to end up in jail. And, I mean, you think Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to pardon him? Oh, no, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean that's that was the reason you resigned before i mean it got can you oh my god can you imagine if he resigns could he could he resign after the election if the election was was declared and biden wins could trump resign and then have pence become president and pence pardon him um, it would be useless because there's no open crimes. He's delayed all the trials against him to his own detriment. You can't pardon somebody for future uh, convictions. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure we are all on the same page here. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I mean, because that would be the kind of shit that I would see happening, you know, where it's like somehow is like, you know, I, I, you, I grant you immunity into the future. That's a new, that's a new power the president has. That's <laughs> no, I know. I, I want diplomatic immunity. <laughs> that's the kind of conversation I bet he's having with his lawyers and like his chief of staff, Mark Meadows right now, he's like, okay, when I lose this election, I resign. And then Pence pardons me. Full immunity, full immunity. It's like survivor. I can't be voted off the island. No, no, we're going to put him in Rikers. I said, we put him back in Alcatraz. Yeah. By himself. Yo, he's like a clown though. Like he's going at Fauci. Like he chopped up Fauci's words. It's just like 
dude, stop doing that. What What is your problem? I mean, there's been calls for the head of the CDC to resign. Like, I mean, this is this has gone beyond anything. I mean, that's what I mean when I say like this is crazy. The dude gets the virus that he said was not a big deal, that was going to be gone, that, you know, and then gets it, has to be airlifted to a hospital. Granted, I know that's that's what they were going to do, regardless of his condition. I'm not saying that that... But still, they take him to the best military hospital in the country, possibly in the world, and he has the best care, gets, you know, like super advanced treatments way before they should have been administered or had been administered to anybody else with the symptoms that he had that we know of because they have refused to be anything but opaque with what it really is. The information that is good, they're more than happy to share the information that may not be good and we don't know i'm not saying it but it's just kind of weird when it's like oh these are the medicines he's taking okay what do his lungs like x-ray scans look like oh i can't shape share that information okay well you know like and and the fact that he is out here declaring himself immune to his freaking kid he said he's immune he doesn't know he goes i don't know in, in parenthesis he goes i don't know he said it sarcastically, I'm sure. Maybe I'm immune. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, what Eric was on uh some show and said his dad took a vaccine, the vaccine that they've be- that they've been working on and the host had to be like um hold up. He took a vaccine. It was like, "Well, you, the drug treatments, you know, that the the cure." And he's like, "Those aren't cures. Those are treatments. Like those are therapeutics to help the symptoms." I just. Well, here's the thing. He's so embedded in his own lies, his own fantasy world. Dude keeps talking about the non-existent health plan he has. He keeps talking about it. It just drives me crazy. I'm like, dude, you got to stop lying. He signed an executive order. That's that's his health plan. He got rid of the individual mandate, Andre. What more do you want him to do? He even said they shouldn't call it Obamacare anymore. <laughs> this guy hates Obama. <laughs> I can't I'll be believe honest. the fact that Obama, he, he brought that up in the, in the first elect in the first debate. I'm like, really? You realize that that dude has never been on the other side of that podium. Like, you have never had to actually like the worst thing you had to do was endure him ripping you at the political correspondence dinner like that's it and i left a scar bro i know it did i mean and now he's gonna go to jail for it (laughs) i mean that's but that's the whole thing like he you know like uh i think originally a big like initially i think you know he ran because he was pissed but he he also ran because he was running out of money like his debts were coming due it was a way for him to try and reinvigorate this trump brand 
you know, like the whole thing, him coming down the escalator at Trump Tower and all of this, you know, grandiose. It was all done as a publicity stunt. Everything that he has done for the last four years is nothing but publicity stunts. Like, so I'll, I'll tell you this. The guy has no clue, man. He looks no. like, like the proverbial deer caught in the headlights. He has no clue. And when it all comes tumbling down, like he lies about everything. Like this whole uh, Barrett hearing. And, and I'll be honest, like, I still think that if the Democrats have to stomach this, just expand the court, expand the audience of the court. I know that sounds pr pretty messed up and, and nobody wants to talk about it, but you know what I would do? I would be like, okay, I see you on that. And just add two more seats. Yeah. I, you know, and it's, it's, <laughs> I've been, I've been kind of going back and forth on this one and trying to figure out because I, I wonder, and I know it's, you can't, there isn't a time machine, but going back to 2007, 2000, not 2007, 2008, 2000, Jesus Christ. That was so long ago. Sorry. Um, 2015, 16, yeah. when there was the Garland nom nomination. And I mean, if Democrats had the Senate, they would have appointed them. Right. They tried to play nice. That's that's and I and I understand that you know like I and I, I because Garland himself, the nomination was a nice not. It was like guys, look, I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even going to put another woman up there or or a black guy. Right. I'm going to give you the the moderate. nerdy moderate white guy. Like just come on, can we just can we agree that this is and and I agree that like I mean where we've where we have gone since then where it's like yeah we see that and we appreciate it but also fuck you now it's like oh and by the way fuck you 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 like it's it's gotten ridiculous I mean they've stripped all of the rules out of this procedure no they made an a political nicety and let's say it's an election year. And that was that was their platform, and they're trying to say, well, the American people voted us in the uh, voted us to take control of the Senate. Not really, dude. Because if you look at the last midterms, most of you guys had to go for re-election. Yeah, there weren't that many seats up, so it's not even a good argument. And then you lost the House. Not only did you lose the House, you lost lost the House. Like you lost the House with your socks still on. And they are so getting ready to lose the Senate too. Yeah. It's again, my, my call is like they're the, the Republicans will definitely lose the Senate hands down. There's, they've got nothing left and they're going to be a remnant of the GOP and the Trump party. There'll be two factions of that last establishment. And it'll take about three cycles for the Democrats to eat themselves into a frenzy where you're going to have the centrist versus the progressives. Yeah. But the Republicans, the Republican party's dead. Like for anybody that thinks it's going to survive this, God bless you. I mean, you get a nice Southern bless your heart on that one because you're, you're done, bro. Like there's no coming back from this. There is literally no coming back from this. You got poor Lindsey Graham. Like uh -oh. I watched part of the Barrett hearing this morning and Lindsey Graham was putting his his heart and soul on the line. He said, I'm not speaking to you as a politician, but just as Lindsey Graham and talking about what healthcare means in South Carolina in three states, um, Massachusetts, California, New York, 
they get 35% of all the money that goes into the Affordable Care Act. And South Carolina gets nothing. Well, you know what, dude? Here's what I think. Here's here's what I will give the Republicans this. Their argument about if legislation passes, that should be good. It should never go to the Supreme Court. I will 100% agree with that. But I will also say this. States need to stop waiting for the federal government to solve their woes. Yeah. Like, that's where I'll diverge. I, I will give you that point. That is a fair, logical point. But I will also add, and what are we doing with the state governments? Yeah. I mean, if, if they, Massachusetts had, yeah. you know, a plan in place that provided health care for all of its, you know, people, why can't other states do that on their yep. own? Start there. And then, yep. you know what, after that, start merging with the states that are nearby. Yep. Do joint plans if you want to. Those I mean, things if, are all doable. They're all doable without the federal government. Yeah. And it's, it's cute to see Lindsay, like, talking about the constituents that he's ignored for the past four years. Yeah. I mean, he's lock and step with Trump. And, yo, you get what you get, bro. That's why your boy raised $57 million. <laughs> he's spanking that tail right now. Yeah, and then Graham drops out of the debate. Because he wouldn't take a COVID test. Yeah. I uh, wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> I already took one and my doctor said I, I didn't need to take another one. Can we get I, him on I, record saying that? <laughs> yeah, he he's can he can never use that line again. He, my dude said, hold the tape. You can use this against me. If it's an election year, the the next president should should decide the nominee. And my dude went back on his word. So, yo, how can I trust anything else you say? I'm telling you, man, this is where I go back to street politics. Rule on the street is, like, if you do somebody dirty one time, that's going to, you're going to have to pay for that eventually. Yeah. If you do it twice, you better check underneath your car before you start that joint. Like, <laughs> make sure your brake lines aren't cut. Make sure there's nothing ticking. There's a lot of things you shouldn't do if you do somebody dirty two times, and especially if you put your word on it. Come on, man. Let me, let me, if I was from South Carolina and I met Lindsey Graham on the street, I'd be like, you know, it's time to pay up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and dude legit said, you can go anywhere in South Carolina if you're conservative. What? He said a black person can go anywhere in South Carolina if they're conservative. All right, B. I'm just saying there's things where it's like Trump has changed the complexion of the GOP. Yeah. I mean, and if he, that's how they want to roll. okay for them to be openly like racist and flaunt all of this stuff. I mean, to some degree, I mean, obviously they've all been okay with racism, you know, I mean, but he made it more palatable because he had a group of supporters that voted him in. And so then it was like, oh. we're just going to ride that for four years. And now they're finding out that, oh, shit, those people don't exist anymore. Enough of those they, people changed their minds and now we're fucked. They never existed, bro. When you when I look back at the... Uh, you won by 1% in how many states? My That's my point. They never, exactly. they never existed. That was a, we don't want another Clinton in office. That was yeah, it was a rejection of Hillary more than anything. And how many Democrats didn't vote? Right. Straight up didn't vote because of Hillary, right? And because of Trump. Right. So how many of them do you think are gonna not vote this time? 
I mean, Biden is significantly more palatable than Hillary Clinton ever was. Yeah. Besides the fact that America is just significantly more comfortable voting for a man than a woman. I don't think that's really true. I think America is just like America is a status quo country. I mean, like but that's what I'm saying is that they're they're just more comfortable with the status quo. I mean, if you were to put like now, hear me out, because I don't think that's true. I don't think people are more comfortable voting for a man than a woman. I think that if it would have been the right candidate, she was not it. Like I mean, she I, I agree that she also wasn't it. But I just I mean, like Kamala Harris, right? She didn't come out of the primary. Kamala. Sorry. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, you for correcting me. I know. So, Kamala, if you're hearing your boy Andre, I got you, girl. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, so, I did watch the vice presidential debate on Saturday Night Live or the actual debate? No, the actual one. Okay. Um, and I will say, again, like we talked about, we're just talking about things being more palatable. It was certainly a lot easier to digest than the toddler esque behavior that we had in the first one. Um, but at the same time, again, like just kind of concerning to see the attempts at mental gymnastics that, you know, and ling- linguistic gymnastics that Pence does the amount of times that he was asked a question and said, that's a great question, but I want to spend some time talking about the previous thing. He spent all of his time talking about that. And then spent more time talking about it because he just kept talking. And Kamala. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Did not do that. You know, I mean, again, like same thing with Biden, right? There were times where, yeah, he talked for five, ten seconds after, you know, the moderator said thank you. Right. To finish his point. But he didn't start another sentence. He didn't go on and on and on and just ignore the fact that the moderator was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, yeah, we got it. <laughs> I, I think I think uh, Pence, like in t- he was not a do boy until the uh, the covid task force. Because you never heard anything from the dude. It's kind of like he was there, but he wasn't there. And once I started to see like the do boy qualities like show up and show out. I'm like, that's all he's got. He keeps, you know, deferring back to what Trump has done and propping this guy up, but he's looking stupid. So his career is probably shot after this. Um, I mean, and to some degree, I don't know how that he ever could have come out from underneath it. You know, I, I think it would have been really hard, because, like we talked about, because what you're going to end up with is this fracturing of the GOP that is not going to be strong enough to really support any individual, like, you know, party. Yeah. The the GOP is dead, bro. Right. But that's what I'm saying is that in, I I mean, to some degree, I think Pence kind of got the ride or die mentality where it was like, I signed on for this for four years and I'm going to see it through to the end. Like I'm probably going to get, end up getting fucked <laughs> one, way or the other. one way or the other so i might as well just stay the vice yeah, president isn't that risky though like i mean but it's it. donald like, trump like what are you gonna do the dude literally doesn't listen like i mean you're gonna have dick him cheney, get rid dick of you cheney. dick cheney he didn't go out in a blazing gl- of glory but he also didn't go out losing face now i'm not saying like no, I'm a but cheney. dick cheney also bailed from you know like he didn't run for office after yeah, being he vice was president. like done but he was well, like right. i'm like 
I'm not going to go out with egg on my face. And that's what that's what Pint is. Yeah, but then doing. he came back around later and he wants to blame it on everybody else when ultimately he was the guy that was really calling the shots in the White House for the most of it. For the last 24 months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't um I don't like Pence. Like he's a do boy. And I, I just can't I can't rationalize anything he does because it just makes me sick to my stomach. Um I mean, because I think it's personally okay to disagree, you know, and, and even sometimes put your own spin or you inflect your truth on it to at least say, yeah, that's what we're doing. I'm not on board with it. And let's move on. I don't think he's capable of doing that. And I don't know if politics is the right place or the right environment for those for that to happen, but well, it should be. But well, okay. So let me ask you this though. Would it be appropriate for him to do that in public or would it be more appropriate for him to do that behind closed doors and try to work to some agreement that way? I, yeah. So, I mean, I like, I'm not saying that that's what's happening, but, but he's he's not getting it though. He's getting screwed. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, I agree. I agree. But you know, I, I wouldn't expect him to come out in like the debate and be like, yeah, you know, like I really wanted to do this for the coronavirus task force, but unfortunately some people didn't want me to, you know, like so, <laughs> so Rick Cantorum, who I, 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 I really loathe. Yeah. Basically said, if he gets on stage and tries to defend Trump, he's doing a terrible job. That's all he did. He's the, he defended the guy the whole way down. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, like again, ride or die. Like he's he's in that position because I think he's been there all along. We like you're saying we haven't seen any dissent from him, you know, in any real form. It's just like, yeah, Mr. President, yes, Mr. President, Mr. President, and so it's just like, yeah, man, this is my boy. Like this is what I'm gonna do. We all gonna stick up for Donnie, and we're going, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I, I'm just not wired that way because no. I'll be the first one to tell you if I'm not if I'm not feeling something, I'll be like pass. Really? It doesn't seem like I don't feel like we've ever had a time that we talked about on the podcast before where <laughs> Yeah, I was like pass. I'm not doing that. That's crazy. That's stupid. So that's why I should have been on the White House task force. Like, nah, y'all messing with Fauci, man, and everybody loves that dude. Yeah. He's right. Uh, you guys are a bunch of idiots. I mean, he's he's like, you know, America's sweet little uncle. No, he's from Brooklyn. He doesn't care, man. No, I know, he's, but that's what I said. Like, he just, he's got that, the the whole, like, I mean, he, I don't know. He uh, he looks like Billy Crystal would have played him, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> I just, th- yeah. I mean, I watched the debate, and I wasn't, you know, I do think that um, Kamala Harris did, like, you know, when she said, Mr. Vice President, I'm talking. Yo. <laughs> yeah, multiple I, times. I, I know I saw my mom just like yanking somebody back in the chain, like, nah. <laughs> I was so it was there were moments like that where I think a lot of like non-white people were like shit, like just freaking rolling, like rolling oh, over man, laughing. Man, like, I was I was rolling. <laughs> I know. So I was like, oh, she just like cut him off the knees right there. I think most women in general yeah. were just like I see I my thing with Kamala Harris has always been this. When she made the comment about the the busing thing, she could have just dropped the mic there, but not go back for the pound of flush. Yeah. Once she went back for the pound of flush and leftovers, 
I wasn't cool with that. But I think when you, when you have somebody against the ropes and you've got them beat, you walk away. You're good. There was no reason for her to pursue. And I that's where I started not to like her as much because I was rooting for her from the, from the beginning. I'm like, yo, she's she's beyond sharp. She can definitely get her point across. But when she did that, I wasn't feeling her that much. So, but I was super impressed when she was the nominee for VP. Well, and I'm I think like, she, it seemed like she learned from that, right? I mean, in, yeah. the, in the vice presidential debate, there wasn't that like repeatedly going after it. She made her point and she moved on. Pence was the one who kept wanting to go back, you know, and like defend, 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 because she was like, boom, boom, boom. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, this wasn't really that. This was that, but it was actually good, even though you say it was bad. Like, you know, he's sitting there trying to defend all of this stuff. Yeah, it's childish. Like when you when you can, and I, from my experience in, in, in debates, and I've used this throughout any conversation I have with people, I whether it's whether it's written in an email, whether it's verbally, I know how to get the point across. Do I need to be pretty much rugged with it or do I need to be polite? And once I get my point across, I'm done. Like you can say whatever you want to say. I already, I've already cleared the air and we can move on. Chris, you know, I've called people racist to their face. You you know, they're just like, no, nah, that's not right. And you know, it's not right. We shouldn't do this or whatever it may be. I don't care what your title is, but I'm not going to keep going back to, like, oh, I should have said it this way. That's stupid. Like, you look like a child. Yeah. And so it's refreshing for me to see Kamala Harris. Like, maybe she did learn. Maybe somebody coached her on that. What I didn't like about the debate was, um, and I don't know because I'm a guy, but I can relate as a black person. I know there are rules that we have to play by in public. You know what? F the rules. You know? if so, Nobody's going to kick me and just to kick me that's just that's just weird and i think that there was you know people kept you know they kept making the observation well she couldn't say that because she's a woman i'm like nah that's not true i think she just didn't need to say it there were some things she just didn't need to say because it was understood and i don't think that's the right you know and i don't i don't know what a woman's perspective is like but i can tell you as a non-white person dealing in corporate america Sometimes you're you're at that point where you just got to say what you got to say and let the chips fall where they may. And I think she did that enough to where I was like, no, you got my respect. So, you know, um, the only I'm, thing that I wish, I, you know, and you yeah. kind of touched on this a little bit earlier with her kind of the fact that she didn't really address the question about packing the court. Right. And because I ultimately think what, you know, it's exactly what you're saying. You say, look, ultimately, if the Republicans have decided that they are going to eschew their own statements, their own feelings from four years ago when this exact same thing happened, and they are going to rush this extremely conservative nomination through to the court, then yes, ultimately, we feel it is time that we expand the Supreme Court to give more voices and opportunity to, you know, decide these monumental cases and you know we will look for extremely qualified individuals regardless of their political affiliation and search for people that you know respect the constitution blah 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 like you you just you you own it i mean but but her and biden both to this point have felt i guess like that's a you know or we just don't talk about it and people won't worry about it well i'll tell you this this is what i believe whoever's coaching the biden campaign is doing a masterful job. Well, it's not because, me, obviously. 
because people keep saying, oh, he should have been out more on the campaign trail. Nope. He did the right thing. He should have been doing this. Nope. He's not the president. And I, I told, and we've talked about this before. Yep. Why? Like, it makes no difference. He like, said he, that in the debate too, right? Yeah. At one point, the question was asked. I don't even remember what it was about specifically, but he responded, I'm not the president. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I am not, I am not in sitting in a political office right now. So yeah. it would be inappropriate for me ultimately to interfere or intervene in that process. So whoever's calling, whoever's calling those plays, they know better than we do. And I, I don't disagree with you. I don't know how that turns out because I will say Barrett is qualified. Yeah, That's, that's the real sticky point. So if you say anything, I can see how that backfires because she is qualified. So ultimately what you're going to be voting on is what is, is how you, I mean, well, not what you're voting on, but the, the decision comes to, do you think it's appropriate because there's just the feeling is that she will vote down ACA and, you know, be opposed to all of this stuff. Well, my thing with her, I think she's, and again, I'm not a pundit, nor have I ever gone to law school. So I don't know the answer to this question. Her answers are what I would expect from a seasoned attorney and a seasoned judge. So she's very, very, very open about that. And here's the thing where I think that people need to take, we can't take a cursory look at the law because when you do, innocent people suffer, right? I do believe that her, her constitutionalist view of the, of the law makes sense. And even as she was arguing against uh, the Second Amendment or talking about her uh, decisions on Second Amendment rights and how they'd have to be qualified to even get a hearing, I, I hate to say it. It's like, from my understanding of the law, it's very much by the book. Well, now, it's certainly possible, it, right, that she gets to the Supreme Court and that, yeah, that ultimately hearing those cases out at that level, yeah. right, with the other justices that are there. I mean, we've seen... You know, like John Roberts, who I know is, you know, all has has is kind of like the the most center leaning conservative yeah, he's, he's judge, very moderate. Right? yeah, um, has voted, you know, in several cases recently, uh, in, in more in favor of the Democrats, you know, position than. So here's my charge to to the legislative branches: write better laws. That's. But even the precursor to that is states write even better laws. Fix it write yourself. Better, <laughs> write better <laughs> laws so they don't have to go, go to a court of appeals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Because ultimately what it boils down to is stop relying on the federal government to solve your problems. You know, like if you as yeah. a state can't solve your problems on your own, then, I mean, like so many businesses, maybe you don't really deserve to be a state. Yeah. What? So think about, think about abortion, if that's, if that's going to be the case. So I'll, I'll wrap this up with this. She made an interesting point about Roe versus Wade. And actually, uh, uh, McConnell or Lindsey Graham made, he introduced this in, in a very concise way. He said, the only, basically to summarize, the only way for Roe, I mean, uh, Brown versus the Board of Education to be overturned is if some stupid state decided to bring back segregation. She's like, yep. He goes, that's probably not going to happen. Nope. I mean, Abortion, when you think about it, if the states write laws that imagine this, America, if Louisiana, Mississippi, all these, you know, Rust Belt and, and, and Bible Belt states decided to ban abortion, 
there will be a mass exodus from those states. Period. People will leave those states. There's nothing in Mississippi that's going to make me say, but I've got to stay in Mississippi. There's nothing. And what will happen, those states will go the way of coal coal mines. Period. And they will change their laws to fit the current climate of this of the country. Well, and I would imagine that there would be a lot of social pressure as well, right? Yeah. I mean, which is part of what they'd probably face uh, should they go that route. But yeah, yeah but it's I mean, it, yeah, I, and I hear you. I think you know specifically with abortion that that is where it's kind of concerning because you do see a number of those states that are writing extremely restrictive legislation against you know abortion and then it ends up going to the supreme court and ultimately they are the ones who are deciding whether or not this legislation should stay in place and so because of that right i think a lot of people are thinking well if she gets appointed and now there's a 6-3 general you know conservative and i know that it's not it's but a game of odds though it's it a is. game it's literally a game of odds you're saying that and i think that the most of the cases are are going to the supreme court when it comes or even get to the front door of a, with abortion are ones in the third trimester yeah and again those are on the fence decisions and i i will say this again i'm not an attorney nor am i a constitutional attorney but i can see the validity of both sides arguments and where you you have to define clear criteria as to why that abortion should go through. And I can also see the other side of the argument where, you know, all these things happen and like, you know, third trimester, here I am. And this is my decision. Both very good arguments. But I would also say my only dog in that fight is abortion should not be a form of birth control. That's it. I don't. You're right. It, it is a woman's choice. It's not my body. It's not my decision. It's not my family. I've decided those things for myself, my life, my way. That's neither here or there, one side of the argument or the other. And I want to make sure that people have the same opportunity. But I think what, what the precursor to all that, to most of it is, fix the economic inequality in the country, and you're having less of these conversations. Yeah. I mean, that is absolutely what it boils down to and the thing that most people don't want to talk about yeah because in there i mean again you're you are trying to you know the the dam is breaking and you're focused on this one little crack and you're sticking your finger in it while everything else is crumbling around you and you're like look at the great job that i am doing fixing this dam if it weren't for me this dam would be falling apart (laughs) Yeah, I'm super done with the one. I mean, that's that's the one issue that I hope people kind of like they step back. And again, my beef is with Christians. Um, like and I saw this interesting article, and this is where I'm gonna I want to get done with politics, where uh there are a bunch of Christian super PACs being formed right now. And a lot of people, and I'm super grateful for this, where they're shying away from the one issue. And this one person says something that was very like like big in my mind we're talking about an unborn life and we're forgetting all lives and this is not an all mat lives ma- this is just like i was like that's it right there so apparently the light is creaking through the uh you know cracking through the shadows where it's like hey we're we're fighting the we're on the wrong side of this fight and there are issues that encompass that one small that one huge but minor issue 
that we're overlooking for the sake of this one issue. And, you know, I hope that, you know, my fellow Christian brothers and sisters, like really examine what they're trying to, you know, what they're trying to fight for, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think Barrett's a definitely qualified for the job. I mean, but I'll be honest, if you're Andre Powell and Sharon, I'm like, yeah, okay, I see you, dog. I see you. We're going to get like three or four more seats, and we're going to make some states that you didn't know were going to be states. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to combine these into one. We're going to cut these into six. California, you, you can go out to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to just really kick Florida off. Like, uh, yeah, Florida, Cuba. You want to buy Florida? You want to buy Florida? I'm going once, going twice. Sold. <laughs> I mean, your boy was trying to sell uh, he Puerto, was Rico. To sell Puerto Rico for Greenland. What? Yeah, well. Anyway, so uh, North Carolina, we've got like a 6% infection rate, man. That, that's kind of bad. It's gone up like almost 2% over the last like week and a half. We are number one, right? Uh, no, I'm sure there's no, else that's worse, but the Midwest. Even yeah. in freaking COVID infection rate, North Carolina can't be number one. God. Well, we do have we do have the Tar Heels. We have produced more uh, NBA stars than any other state. So I know we're not into sports yet, but I gotta ask: Why do they feel the need to put those stupid signs in Raleigh, celebrating <laughs> the Tar Heels basketball? Like, okay, you want to put it in Chapel Hill? That's fine. Every time you I ever, drive, you ever notice Hill. I never say Tar Heels? I always say Carolina. You you just said Tar Heels now. But you, I never refer to them as the Tar Heels. But you literally just referred to them as Tar Heels at the beginning of this segment. When you said, I we didn't. have the Tar Heels. Oh, uh, maybe. I, all right. I, I thought I said Carolina. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you did. I, I hope I hope I did it. That you was like why? 10 seconds ago. How am I supposed to remember that? It, Tar Heels is a nice racist trope. They need oh, to yeah. I, I do not understand <laughs> how that is still a thing. I mean, what like you know, the Washington football team had to change yeah. their shit, and I know that took a long time. But the fact that like they're they want Keenan Stadium, they renamed Keenan Stadium for the son of the super racist guy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they tear down Silent Sam, right? But they're all like. Go Tar Heels. <laughs> That's because their history department sucks. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, but their AFAM department was number one for a while there. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, sorry. Uh, I had to get my shot in. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, I mean, we are not in a good place, like in North Carolina. We're. And I mean, I'll be honest, like the number, the number of people that I see just kind of flaunting general safety protocols is growing, you know, like I think some of it, sure, you're just tired of it. I'm sorry, put your freaking mask on. It's not that hard. Like I went for a haircut today. I had my mask on for 45 minutes while I sat in a chair and got my haircut. I have a very complicated head. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a chew guard and like like a tape. Hey, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I also got shampooed. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, it's like, I mean, it's not that big a deal. Like, you go shopping, put on your mask. Like, but the number of, t- like, and, and that is the thing we've talked, because uh, I talked before about, like, you know, not being the guy with the phone or like running up to people and be like, yo, where's your mask? What are you doing? But I'm starting to feel like I see more people walking into places without a mask, looking around for somebody to say something to them. You know what I mean? That's your people, though, man. Oh, it is. I mean, and, and not like my people, my people, but my people, my people. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of brothers and sisters and like a lot more, a lot more non-white people. Actually, I take it back. I did see a black family in the grocery last week without mask on. And I didn't see I just like oh. legit just navigated over. Yeah, I mean there was a there was a dude, white dude that was walking into a grocery store without a mask, like the you know, the Harris Teeter up here. And I was kinda like walking the other way and I was like, you know what, like six feet, he's walking. I'm probably fine. You know, like ultimately what, what am I gonna do? Like duck dive out of the way you know like there was a there was a shelf next to me and it wasn't like we were going down the same like an aisle you know it was like the main aisle between the cashier like the cash registers and all of the the regular stuff and so there was then it was right in front of the produce section so there's like a, a whole little like divider between us there was plenty of space it wasn't that big of a deal but i did feel like because i mean I, you know like i noticed but i, I always stare the and the dude was just like staring at me and i'm like Sorry, like I make eye contact. But you know what? Like I've also had, I felt like in the last week or two, I've had just like really nice interactions with other people, like strangers, you know? Like I, I just, I feel like to some degree, like I, it just, I don't know. It's so nice sometimes to remember that everybody's not an asshole. Because sometimes it feels that way. It feels like yeah, the whole all, world all is my- assholes, but sports. All of my masks are like Broncos masks, so it always starts a conversation. I just, I just, Christy got me some NC State masks, and so oh. that's that's been pretty great, you know. And I mean, I got to get a shout out to my Wolfpack because we are three in one. I know we're not like top five in the country like your Tar Heels. <laughs> now you're taking that. I did see Carolina's win. I'm like, okay, you guys are doing it, dude. They're good. I mean, they're good. Like. Can they beat Clemson? I don't know. I mean, that that's what we're going to end up probably finding out at the end of the season, right? Um, I will say, and I'm working on I started writing an article on this, so I won't expand on it too much here, but I'm wondering if this style of, like, 10 conference games isn't is what we should have been doing all along. I mean, these, I, like... I don't disagree. The garbage, you know, like, Gardner-Webb versus NC State, you know, like... Poxitani Phil's community college <laughs> versus Clemson, you know, where, I mean, these guys are like getting killed out there because they're literally not built to play that game against those guys. It'd be like when I signed up for a basketball league, thinking that it was just like people like me. No, these were ex college players that didn't, you know, like make it to the NBA, but still wanted to go dunk on people. Ever tell you about the time I went? I dropped one of the boys off at basketball practice, and um, so I stuck around at practice. I started shooting the ball. This other dad comes over. He starts shooting the ball. He goes, "You want to do one on one?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And we're playing, you know. And I'm I'm putting work on him. 
dude just starts like taking like three, four feet outside the three point line and just wetting the net on me. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm about to check little Jimmy's dad. <laughs> like, just like body check, dude. Right? right? He's going to go up for one and he's going to get an elbow shiver right in the chest, man. He's going to oh, crack that sternum just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, dude goes up nine points on me. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, this is not a thing, right? And I'm like, I'm six one. He's got to be like six 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 seven. Yeah, white guy. And he just would get the ball, and I check him the ball, and he would just pop back three feet on on the three point line and wet it on me. I'm like, all right, where'd you play ball at? He goes Carolina. I'm like, okay, I see you. I Who see was you. it? I can't even remember his name. Seriously, man, but he, we're gonna end this story. You don't even know who the white dude was. Now, because I was embarrassed, and I, I'm embarrassed that I'm saying this like it was Tyler Hansborough, wasn't it? He was <laughs> nah, he, nah, he was oh, definitely yeah, he, probably. He uh, I was in my mid 30s, so he had to be like mid 40s at the time. Okay, so um, but he was, yeah, you know, he was putting in work, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's guys that sit on the bench that can do that, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, because like they're a defensive liability. <laughs> I mean, like, look at Tyler Hero and uh, <laughs> what's his name, T- Duncan Robinson on oh. the Heat. That I mean, geez, how many white guys can one team roll out there? And then you got Alex Caruso on the other side, the little bald white dude. Like, <laughs> oh, he had some plays though. I mean, like he was better than I thought he would be. Now, I mean, yeah. he's not like a superstar, but I was like, oh, okay, Duke can ball. But- but the thing is, like you, I mean, you wouldn't give those guys props because in high school they were probably like making, you know, breaking ankles and making oh, people hell yeah. work for the shot. But yeah, that's not dope, man. I was, I was kind of hurt. <laughs> like I went home that night, I was sad. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I got white guys like you know draining threes on me like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't do that. Like, you, yeah, you can't. <laughs> no. That's how you get punched in the chest. No. Um, but what about the Lakers, yo? I mean, yeah, you gotta. So I think was it last week that we did our top ten? Yeah. And I mean it doesn't change anything, right? Like I think I mean ultimately we kinda of talked about it, like the championships are nice. And from like a Hall of Fame perspective, especially like in the NFL, Super Bowls are kind of a requirement in a lot of cases, but you know, I mean like we've kinda of, like we this is LeBron, right? LeBron's not changing. Hey, his three's gotten better. That's good. I just don't like the LeBron haters, man. It's like, yo, give dude his props, man. I mean, like, why are you hating so bad him? Oh, he doesn't have this. I'm like, but does he need it? But at the same time, you know, I mean, that's like with his three-point shot. The haters are like, oh, yeah, he's great, but he can't shoot a three. So now he's got a three, right? Like, that's part of what fuels LeBron, right? I'm sure. Yeah, but, they te- but they teeter on crap. It's not a thing. It's but like. That's, I mean, that's. They did the same thing to Jordan, right? If you're not a fan of the guy, you feel like he's the villain, and then you got to try and find fault with it. Like, that's just. That's how it is. I mean, I, I, don't, I, think, think, I don't think it was to the same extent. Uh, I mean, I agree. Jordan. Because I, everybody knew Jordan was nasty. Jordan was doing things like you're like, yo, he legit jumped from the free throw line and dunked on like three people. Well, that's and, normal. And like with Jordan, I mean, ultimately, like this dude came in and base and changed the way that the the game was played at the NBA level. And I think like LeBron kind of did too in that he brought because initially he was such a physical specimen. 
at such a young age. Like he uh, was built and could do things like just in terms of dunking and his strength and stuff like that. And it, I mean, it was more kind of like raw talent or raw skill okay, that I'll, needed I'll to be that. refined. I think, I think LeBron is definitely like when it comes to basketball, like, yeah, he could have played football. He could have been a wide out. And but you also got to remember, dude didn't play four years under uh, Dean Smith, right? Right. I I get that. My my point being, like, people need to get off LeBron's dick. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He like, wants his damn respect. Yeah. Like, and I I'm that's I, how I that feel. was. Uh, I love that. Like, I'm a Knicks and fan, I want so my I, damn respect. <laughs> I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm probably I'm like waiting. I'll be like 70 just to get back to the playoffs. So no, I'll get no, no, that. no, no. Because it, like two more years after two Remember, more titles, <laughs> that's where LeBron's going. He's going back to the East, and he's gonna go play for the Knicks. He's gonna re. He's gonna he his goal is to revive as many franchises as he can. Yeah, I, no, I think he wants to retire on top. <laughs> like, I don't think like, like the Knicks have got a five season build. Up. They they probably have like two to five to build up, and that's all I want. I want to see the Knicks go back to the playoffs, and everybody stop laughing at them. That's that's all I want. Your problem is you got five. Dennis Smith Jr., so that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I anyway. And you traded Chris Stapps Porzingis for let's, him. Let's not. <laughs> Want to talk about something else depressing in sports for me? The NFL? Freaking Broncos, man. Like, <laughs> I don't think we beat the Patriots even with Cam sitting on the bench. Mm, I mean, probably not. I just, I, But I don't know. I mean, Brian Hoyer, Jared Stidham, like, um, you know, at least with Jacoby Brissett, like, <laughs> like <laughs> Bill Belichick had a plan, but... I mean, I think Brian Hoyer proved against the Chiefs the other week that, like, that dude's not the answer. I mean. Yeah. I I don't know. I I was just kind of disappointed, like, with the – well, I mean, I I will say the Patriots getting, you know, having the problem with, like, positive testing players. I mean, maybe we have a week to think about it and redesign our game plan. Sure. Maybe they sit uh, Cam out another week. He hasn't been able to practice. Yeah, so maybe he gets another uh, uh, bench week, but I think that I really think that New England. Like, all right, here's the other part to that, the other layer. I played Madden, like Broncos versus uh, New England. I had to change the roster to get it updated to what's actually going to happen. I just love that, like everything comes back to Madden. Madden, I, when you play, Ma- and it's not even like you simulate it. You're not even like letting. You're like, I gotta control the Broncos, and if I can't yeah. beat the Patriots, then that means that Vic Fangio can't beat the Patriots because I'm smarter than Vic Fangio. Actually, I am. I I don't <laughs> disagree. I mean, to this point, the guy hasn't really proven much at all. Yeah. Um, Every simulation Fangio loses. Every game I play, I win. There you go. Like, and I, I hate to say it. Like, I, I'm not wishing evil on the guy. I don't think he's the right coach. I really don't. I agree. I think I always got to go back into the, uh, or maybe he, he convinces him to change his, his defensive scheme. I mean, you look at like, so a lot of people never expected like the Seattle Seahawks to go with this air Russ, (laughs) as opposed to the air raid, we're going to call it the air Russ system where you know for the first half he's going to complete six of six passes for 31 yards but but also get sacked for 27 
And then in the second half, he's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot I knew how to play football in the rain. Apparently, that's like a big thing, him playing in the rain. uh, And I mean, you know, he had the game against the Vikings in the cold where he played awful. And then all of a sudden he had that one play where the fumble and he picked it up and threw it to Tyler Lockett. And then that was it. That was like and then the freaking Vikings kicker blew it. I mean, like they never should have won that game. That's all all I'm saying is like when we get into these like set up like offensive runs, like just for we're just gonna pass. We're just gonna run. God bless you. Because <laughs> you're an idiot. Bless like, your you, heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a southern bless your heart for that. I mean, come on, man. No, like, I mean you're absolutely right. And because uh, ultimately what you're looking for is balance, right? Like you yeah. you need to be able to throw the ball when you need to throw the ball and run the ball when you need to run the ball. Yes. And yeah, you can get cute sometimes. And when you're supposed to run, you can run a play action or a screen pass I, or something, right? I like, freaking hate play action. Play action, you're trying to get somebody killed. Okay, but in in Madden, yeah, in because real life you're, too. No, come on. In in the NFL play action, I mean, like play action pass, if done correctly. Okay. And if the quarterback reads the defense right. Oh, I'm sorry. Five percent of the time. It depends on who your quarterback is. It's across the board. What five percent of the time? What a play action play works a hundred percent of the time. So you're saying that only five percent in the NFL? Oh, dude, this is this. Or is this another homework. Madden simulation? Now this this will be my homework. <laughs> yeah, I want to know because I there is no way if if the play action pass. So who's got a quarterback that is seriously? This is a serious question. Yeah, who's give me a consistent quarterback? Okay. On a play action play. Crickets. I want my my crickets bumper. Excuse me. I have a moment. It's more like the Jeopardy music because I get a moment to think about this. This I want both of those bumpers. This is final Jeopardy here. I'm going to start calling those because that's my point. I'm going to start muting you. (laughs) 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 This is getting to be like the debate. I just cut you (laughs) on. No, I just uh, look. There are a lot of stupid things that happen in the NFL, but there is no way that play action passes only succeed 5% of the time. Okay. There's no way because then they wouldn't do it. My gut is telling me most most play action plays are broken up and you have a quarterback that breaks out of the pocket. My gut is telling me you'll have a tight end drop in for a, a short slant because the play action failed. That's why you keep okay. seeing to me. But I'm, what is the purpose of the play action? <sighs> why do they do play action? There's two reasons. But look, no, you're not. You're not. No, I'm no, I'm, I'm, that I'm tell- it's to suck the linebackers up I, I get, in order to create not- space behind them and to bring hopefully catch the safety looking in the backfield so you can run a guy right past him. I mean, the number of times that Russell Wilson has run a play action pass and hit DK Metcalf for a huge bomb down the field this season. God, Jesus, you're not listening to me. Like, I'm now I'm getting pissed off. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I so, can. All right. So gave me so Tom Brady. That's five, that's. Tom Brady this year? Hell no. All right. Uh... No. <laughs> Derek Carr versus the Chiefs. Um, 
It's fine. I'm my gut is telling me it works less than what you think it does. I mean, I, but it works way more than what you think it yeah, does. I That's mean, what I'm I, saying. You threw five percent out there, and that is where my uh, that is my what I am. That's the bone you want to like. No, that's the, that's what I'm. Uh, that is specifically. I'm not saying I, that. I think the play action's overplayed because you have these fast uh, rush passers that end up breaking the play down. That's what. That's what. That's my. If okay, you have maybe, a shitty offensive line, and that too. So that's that's what. All right. So maybe five percent is a wrong number to just throw out you. there randomly. Thank you. My gut is telling me it works a lot less than you think it does, and it's overplayed, and that's another fault on the crappy awesome offensive schemes that we keep seeing in the nfl so where's i mean like there's no room for a play action right now until you get stronger o-lines until you get like uh a consistent run game that i can't think of a team right now that's got a consistent run game off the top of my head baltimore and their record is what they've only uh lost once oh yeah yeah they lost to the chiefs so they're four and one. Um, I mean, they, in the Chiefs, they, they lost to the Raiders. Um, yeah, they're second in the AFC North. Yeah. And I've got my concerns about Baltimore overall because I think Lamar Jackson has played well, but he hasn't played as well as a lot of people thought he would. And they've had some issues on off. I mean, great. They won 27 to three and they were playing the freaking Bengals, right? Like right. you get into the second half, you're not even really worried about it at that point. Um, and yeah, I look. I agree because the, the number of times in Madden that I would run play action with my boy <laughs> Philip Rivers, the most immobile, and I will. I mean, I'll call it here. It is six twenty p.m. on Tuesday, October thirteenth, two thousand and twenty, and this weekend, Philip Rivers' career died. <laughs> The Browns are a good team. I mean, the they've got Miles Garrett. They've got a, a solid defense, but that dude is done. I'm sorry. I love you, Philip. Like, I mean, he really does. I really do. You don't even know um, because you never return my letters. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> but seriously, like, he just doesn't have it. He is not built to play in this NFL. That's that's and that's where I think we're that's part of the problem we're seeing right now is that we are in a transition period where they're trying to find more mobile quarterbacks, a la Russell Wilson, a la Patrick Mahomes, those guys who can. Why didn't you mention Lamar Jackson? Okay, because I already talked about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Okay, why didn't you mention uh, Prescott? Who got hurt? Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, like, well, let's see. Because I, I don't think there's any way that Jerry Jones doesn't give him a contract when he comes back. Screw Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, yeah, I, I think we should – honestly, I think we should put a pin in the NFL this season. Like, I, well, I don't know what the mean? playoffs – I mean, like – You want to just – you, you want to call it because yeah. your team's not playing well. My 5-0 and o Seahawks don't deserve to play the rest of this season. That's, that's, exactly, the Broncos, that's what the Broncos stink. So Andre wants to take all the footballs and go home. <laughs> that's what's happening right now. Like, I'm just like, call it. <laughs> I mean, good. like, I'm sorry, but I gotta say you're a hater. 
Like you are hating on literally every other team in the NFL right now. I got eight out of my 12 like superstars like out. Yeah, I mean, they're dead. Like, I mean, Saquon Barkley, uh, you know, Von Miller, like, I mean, dude, I'm sorry. I I, trust me. I I do. I understand and I feel for you. But I mean, go Hawks. Like, Like, I now, mean, LeBron went and won a title in the bubble, so come on, Russ, you can yeah, get number that, that's two. That's why I feel bad. It's like, yo, know, LeBron got that ring, and like, but they're in a bubble, though, yo. Know? And I just don't feel good about it. I, I, what what like, is there to not feel good about, though? That's what I don't understand. I mean, yeah, you're in a bubble, but I like, I don't think it's okay that you get, you've got players getting COVID, you've got a reschedule. Okay, but not in the NBA. I mean, the, uh, yeah. those guys freaking nailed that stuff, and I get that. Like, you can't, you can't do that in the NFL because you got thirty-two teams that have fifty-three man rosters plus their practice squads plus their staff. There's nowhere that you're going to be able that's to put not my them. point. My point is this: the the schedule is going to keep getting adjusted. Oh yeah, I mean they're screwed. every week. I mean, it doesn't and they sense. won't cancel anything. But I mean, how it, many games are the Titans going to have to forfeit? That's what I'm talking about. They're going to be how? three and zero, oh, and they're going to be number one in the division. They're going to the Super Bowl, <laughs> and they're going to play Andy Dalton's eleven and five Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about real football. So my boy Ron- Ronaldo. Wait, got wait, wait. Coach. You mean football? Football. <laughs> <laughs> Real football. Since you corrected my pronunciation of Kamala earlier, I got to correct your pronunciation of football. <laughs> no, they're, they're totally related. They're totally. <laughs> you said Kamala. What do you say, Kamala? Yeah, I said Kamala. Kamala. That's saying the thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, look at that. See. Um, yeah. So Ronaldo got COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I watch. I'm watching World Cup qualifiers. And uh, we watched a – so my my father-in-law played for a, a football team in Peru called the Sport Boys, and we watched him play. Dude, there was nobody in the stadium. Yeah. I'm watching World Cup qualifiers. There's nobody there. I'm like, this is just weird. COVID is, is, is changing sports. Like, and I, and I love football, but it's like I need crowd noise. Like, I need to hear the – the background oh, I, and I i don't hear it i mean it's it is tough you know like i mean because i've been watching a ton of nfl i think for me it has been i mean i've been watching just a lot of football even college football i didn't think i was going to pay that the much NFL's attention got the great sound effects you they can do. hear all the simulated noises the uh nba they had all the like the 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 virtual fans which i thought was yeah. kind of cool i mean like they kinda did creepy yeah uh, NC State had a thing where you could put your uh, cardboard cutout of yourself in Carter Finley for, for like sixty bucks or something like that, which I thought was a great way to like raise money for the you know those the sports. Yeah, because they need it. They're not going to give it to the players, but okay. No, but I, I just say that's a smart idea. It's a good yeah, marketing gimmick. I, I need like for me like when I watch soccer translation, um, it's like an event in my house. Like, um, yeah, I, I mean, and I'm sure, especially because I mean, like the goal right followed by the cacophony of noise i mean there's there's always it it just felt weird and i and i typically only watch international matches because uh fifa pissed me off a few years ago with all they let the racist crap slide so like this is when i get to enjoy football 
and I'm just like really, I'm kind of sad. You know? I mean, you like, would, but would you rather not have it? Would you rather have nothing to watch than what you have right now? Because that's where like I'm kind of at. You know, it's like yeah. I get that this isn't what I ideally want, but. I mean, it is like it's a real mixed bag because I'm with you on like the COVID stuff where I feel guilty consuming this content. Yeah. You know, because at the same time, I'm sitting here going like I am perpetuating part of this problem. Like I'm part of the reason that they thought that they could go ahead and do this, because regardless of all of the dangers and everything, I'm still going to participate in this and say that it's okay. Like I'm I am voting with my eyes and my wallet to say NFL, you know, NCAA, the things that you did are okay in my book. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, don't like, know. I sucks I, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, like we love to watch, we love to watch soccer. We love actually, we love to watch sports. And that's the thing where we're kind of on the fence about. Uh, but even, especially watching my father-in-law's ex team, it was really weird. Like my wife is like super, I don't know. It's a team from Kyle and a team from Lima playing and she knows all the history. So I feel like the noob and th- that was uncomfortable. But I know my father-in-law's team. I know the jersey, the kit, translation. Um, and I'm like trying not to feel weirded out by the fact that, okay, they keep showing the freaking stands. There's nobody there. <laughs> it's like, but it's it's that same euphoria you get when you watch like your your home team player, the team you, you, you root for. But it's just different. That, that's all. It's just now it's I get to watch it in soccer, which is kind of weird for me. That's all. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I do like, I, I understand that. Cause I had, I think I've discussed, like I have anxiety issues sometimes when it comes to watching my teams on television, when I'm in person, I can scream and feel like I'm somehow contributing, but when I'm, you know, it's, it's weird. Uh, I've gotten over that a little bit, knowing that I have no choice to really go in person. Um, but I still, my, my whole thing is I basically sit back and wait to see how the game starts to play out. And so yeah. like the other weekend when state got up 14, nothing at Virginia and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I don't trust it though. <laughs> I know better as an NC state fan than to think that that's going to continue. And then it was like 24 seven at halftime. I'm like, I mean, that's a 17 point lead. Like that's pretty good, but that's only three screw scores. <laughs> they could totally blow this. And then it started to like kind of fall apart. And same thing with the Seahawks, man. When like versus the Vikings where I'm sitting there like watch it. Watching the alerts and like stats and stuff come in from the first half, and I'm like, okay, Russell hasn't missed a throw, but they're not doing anything. Like, what the f- is going on here? It's just like Viking score, Viking score. Then the best part is the second half, I get three alerts in two minutes when they <laughs> score the three touchdowns, and I'm like, okay, what the? F-? And so then I had to tune in. I'm like, so then I'm watching the rest of the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge football consumer generally when the world cup comes around i am all for it like i love watching it at that point um i usually pull for the netherlands because that's my fifa team (laughs) um but you know like i i i don't i i've never really i don't know like if i'm when i had like cable if i was streaming through and there was nothing on i'd put a you know football game on in spanish Oh, that's the best. That's the that's only, the way, to only way to watch it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like I play FIFA in Spanish. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't care what you're saying. Like American, like, or English. It sounds so boring, except for the UK and Scotland. Uh, but for me in FIFA, I play with USA 
mint. Um, so you get my, meat a lot. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's weird. Um, so Team USA men and women's team are the best, like the the best the te- the U.S. has produced. The women's team by far amazing. They should make more money. Screw you, uh, Team USA, for not paying them more money. That's wrong. Uh, Norway and Peru. Um, yeah, that's all I got. While we're on the sports subject, I did think it was pretty cool that in his press conference, and I know like Russell is the marketing guy, like he he's all about like I, I got to do what's gonna look really good for my image. But dude's wearing a uh, Sue Bird uh, jersey from the Seattle Storm that won the WNBA title, and talking about how in that moment when he's throwing the touchdown, he felt like Sue Bird. And I mean, maybe it's happened before, but I thought it was just kind of a cool moment that you had this, like, I mean, Russell at this point is essentially, a, a, I mean, he's an NFL superstar, right? Yeah. At quarterback referencing, feeling like, you know, a, a female athlete and, and that, I mean, cause you, there's guys are like, Oh yeah. I felt like Michael Jordan out there, or, you know, it felt like Kirk Gibson hitting the home run in game seven, but you know, it's like, I, I just thought that was kind of cool. You know I mean? It was just a moment. It wasn't like he, he, you know, lingered on it. And I know he's all about Seattle and promoting that whole thing, but I just thought it was kind of cool. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, when I, I love the U S women's team. Like I'm a big fan. And when they play, I'm probably more hyped than watching the men's play. And, I just love the game that much more because they're so like, so baller. Fun fact. Um, did you know that Megan Rapino is that's, that's my girl. girlfriend? That's what? Sue Bird's girlfriend. Yeah. 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 yeah I saw them hugging. After, <laughs> yeah. That's I had no idea. Girl. That was super cool. Yeah. Uh, I think she's a phenomenal player. And I think that the U S women, women's team definitely, they represent what this country's good at and they they don't like win matches they blow out matches yeah and, and it's it's phenomenal it's just the way i mean they're just amazing um and i've always enjoyed women's soccer because they don't um they don't flounder around with fouls like the dudes do <laughs> it's like super amazing uh and they just play like with their heart and i i love it i i just think that yeah so I can see that. And I think that women athletes, um, like in their own right, they, they deserve more shine, you know? Cooking. So I'm 99.99%. Did you literally go in and update the percentage in the Google I Doc did, as did. we are recording this? <laughs> You can never think about like, no, I'm almost there. So are you going to get there? Uh, I'm not trying to be mean. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll stop interrupting and I will just, because I can't, I can't complete my thought. So my wife did a baller thing this week. She cooked our meals for the entire week. I know that's not like as cool as having a menu calendar, but it's so dope. But so Saturday I made like uh, some seitan and I, did my recipe with all the things I thought were going to be the the right formula. 
and I'm 99.99% of the way there. The only thing I'm holding off on until I say it's 100% is until I make a steak because we use all the seitan for like uh, fillers for like a, a Peruvian lo mein and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. but it's so good, dude. So, it's so good. is your family like just generally eating more vegan stuff or like have, yeah. have they gone completely? Cause I know that like they were kind of, I know that you're plant-based first. So yeah. I, so they're still eating seafood. Um, if they see food, they eat it. <laughs> you know she to it, yeah. I'll pay for it first and you're second. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get it through you. <laughs> and then the next time I come over, <laughs> That's okay. I'll I'll cut that part out. No. Remember, she's from Callao, and that's a that's a seafood uh, coastal town in Peru. So, like, I can't expect her to not eat like uh, fish, like especially uh, uh, shrimp and, and 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 ceviche. There's things that she's just got to eat, and I get that. But as far as like meat, poultry, we're good. Nobody's eating that right now in the house. Uh, but the vegan, my vegan seitan or my vegan meat with seitan mm-hmm. is super dope. And she's not one said, this is disgusting. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's like, that's the litmus test. Yep. So yeah. uh, now you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, I feel like I was super lazy with the cooking this last week. Like I didn't really do much in the way of new things. Um. I don't even think we ended up doing like a grocery order. We were just kind of like digging through whatever it was that we had left in the house. But yeah, we just got a big grocery order yesterday, finally. Uh, so I've got some stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know, like doing the calendar for the week is nice. But I mean, that's so so everything is prepared then on the weekend. And then you yeah, guys just Sunday. basically heat yeah. it up when you're ready to eat. That's cool. Yeah. that I mean, I thought it was kind of like, I was like flexing on the kitchen right there. I was like, all right, let's see. Cause I don't like leftovers, but it's not technically leftovers. If it's the meal for the day in my mind, I guess it's really stupid. Uh, I'm a child. Um, Have we stepped into some sort of like alternate dimension here? (laughs) I don't even know what I just heard. I don't know either, dude. I'm just saying. I don't like leftovers, but it's not technically leftovers if it's the meal for the day. <laughs> I don't know, but so my daughter was giving me crap about that the other day. She goes, Good. Dad, she goes, you don't like leftovers. I'm like, I didn't. I just walked upstairs. <laughs> you didn't even answer because there is no answer. That is that is possibly the most ridiculous thing you have ever said. I mean, I'm like, I'm just. I don't even know. I'm crying here because you're right. Like, I don't know. Like I, my mind just reconciled it some way. I'm like, all right, that's what I'm going. I mean, and I get it. Like, I mean, I think we all have those things, you know, where it's just like, this is how I have to look at this. You know, like when I go to get blood drawn, like I have to pretend that I'm a superhero. That's just what, no, that's not really a thing. Cause I'm not a weirdo like you apparently. Yeah, this it's like really weird, but it's like super dope, man. But the thing is, like, I'm like, I'm addicted to hash browns now. <laughs> like six out of seven days last week, I ate hash browns and just egg. Okay, it's, you got to remember though that just because it's plant based doesn't mean it's good for you. 
Because <laughs> I did the same thing for a while where I was like, dude, baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, French fries, every freaking meal, you know, like the little like fried chicken patties. And I'm like, oh, well, it's not real chicken, so it's got to be good for you. And I'm like, Chris, they still fry it. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, dude. Hash browns, like my hash brown game is on point now. I'm not overdoing it, but it's like uh, since I don't eat toast, like I'll either have like eggs or toast. Yeah. Eggs and hash browns. Can I ask a question? And without, I, I don't mean to offend you, but I like, I, do you shred your own potatoes? I do. Okay, good. You don't, you don't buy frozen. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like that, that's the thing that I also thought about too, is like, well, I do enjoy hash browns, but I'd rather make them myself. So I know it's not overly processed. And um, that's, I think that's another big thing. Second question. Did you get a mandolin? I did. I forgot oh, to talk to you. Oh yeah. I love it. But you know what you, you did? What it did put I do? me in a it put me in a rabbit hole where now I'm looking at <laughs> looking at all these kitchen gadgets. Oh, it's awful. I mean, I you've got the air fryer, right? Yeah. And so and that's wonderful. I've got the foodie, the ninja foodie, kitchen foodie or whatever, like it, it'll do everything. Um I've got the what uh, I've got an immersion blender, like a mixer, I've got a stand mixer. I have a I have a handheld mixer and a stand mixer. Why do you need both? I don't know. Um but I like for the longest time I was like if I get a stand mixer I'm gonna bake everything and it just sits in the cupboard. It does come out every once in a while, but um yeah I mean it's insane. Like you you can absolutely go down a rabbit hole with that. We have two whole shelves of just appliances that we don't use all, all the time you know and yeah. then the ones that actually just sit out and get used mostly daily <laughs> yeah, i'm like i'm looking for like the superman now i'm like all right now i need to make my own french fries yeah I'm, I'm buying a crap ton of potatoes so i'm like i need to get like a cool machine to make french fries for me and i'm like all right i gotta chill i gotta like just take a step back <laughs> I, know, I was sitting there the other day going like, it'd be really nice to get a new set of pots and pans. And I'm like, Chris. Yeah. I'm looking at knives like a crackhead. Man. Oh, I know. Right. Okay. If you want a, a good knife, not like, you know, oh my God, you'll never need another knife. Brandless has okay. knives. Like I bought a couple of them. I bought like a, a chef's knife and a kitchen knife. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I love them both. Um, the only issue that I have is the handle after, I mean, and I, I put them in the dishwasher. I know you're not supposed to. Um, the handles are have come a little loose, so it can be a little uncomfortable sometimes when you're gripping real hard, uh, trying yes. to cut through hard stuff. But, I mean, the blades were sharp. Um, you know, like, they've, uh, they sharpen up nice with the blade sharpener that I have. And I think I paid, like, I don't know seven bucks or 10 bucks for one and 12 for the other. So, I mean like they're, you know, they're reasonable, reasonably priced knives. Brandless.com. Brandless.com. We don't for have all your non-branded needs. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I've been really into hash browns. It's like my new crack. Um, yeah. And potatoes are so cheap. I might be Irish. Yeah, I, uh, I I need to use my potatoes quicker before they go bad. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem I was running into. Like, I use some of them, and then I go a few days without using them. I'm like, oh shit, I need to use those potatoes, and then like, I don't want to eat a potato anymore. <laughs> That's why breakfast is a big thing around here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about technology. 
I was looking around on the internet and uh, that's dangerous. I was I keep seeing all these like the Fed wants to break up this and that and this and that. And I came to a simple conclusion. We probably should not be trying to break up companies. And I know that you watch the uh, social dilemma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, low key, it proves my point because every time we break up a company or we try to like put pressure on a company, something else sprouts up, same thing. And we keep chasing the same, like what, like whatever you call it, we're chasing something that doesn't exist. Like people are going to use these things. It's going to be the most popular product. Get used to it. That's how technology is. You know, yeah. uh, we, broke, we broke up AT&T and somehow AT&T became AT&T plus a whole media company. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, I, I don't think the whole, let, let's break up Chrome. Let's, you know, break up Apple. Let's break, uh, we can kill Facebook. We can just stop using it. I hate Facebook, but everything else, leave it as, you know. <laughs> I saw a headline for an article that I haven't read yet, but I, I saved it to go back and read that says the um, people who have deleted their social media accounts are, quote, too damn happy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I need to join that group. <laughs> because it's a thing because you don't need all that extra noise no it's but just... i will say what i did do was go in and like completely eliminate any unnecessary notifications like if it's yeah. not a direct message from somebody anymore i don't see it on my screen it'll it'll have a, it i don't even get the badges anymore because i'm like you know what i will see it whenever i go in there isn't that so like relaxing and oh free? it is it's i mean like my phone doesn't buzz as much. I bet my screen time report is going to be like, oh, you're down 56%. Yeah. It's great. I mean, Steve Jobs did not let his kids use iPhones or iPads. Every single freaking person in that documentary that they interviewed said, hell no, I don't let my kids on social media. Why would I? I wonder why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Because there's no real benefit to it anymore. I mean, like, they're... There might have been initially, but I think like it's been so, I mean, monetized to the yeah. point where there's, I mean, it, that's all it is. It's just a money engine. My wife was seeing the other day, she was showing me this video and she goes, oh, I'm tired of the ads. I'm like, that's how it, you know, this place stays part of the thing. And you have to remember that without ads, this thing goes away. Yep. Like I have to explain that, to, that to my kid, you know, because she like when we're watching YouTube videos and stuff, um, like, why do we always have to watch these ads? And I'm like, well, because this is how these people make money. Yeah. Like, you know, I used to work for a company that used ads to make money. Yeah. And sometimes you, we got you, really annoying with it. <laughs> Usually it was unintentional. <laughs> Often it was just, a, 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 oops, <laughs> we did not foresee yeah. that happening. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't hate the. I mean, I don't hate the idea, but you just have to understand the environment that you're in. Um, another thing. So, um, a, a while ago, actually, for my birthday, I got a cool, dope smartwatch, and uh, I love it. Hey, buddy. Here, you want to say hi to Andre? Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. I haven't seen you in a while. It's all my fault. <laughs> have you gotten taller mm, i'm seven years old well i know you're seven but you've gotten taller yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> how's I school think... going good yeah have you learned anything new 
Yes. Like what? Give me an example. Um, how shark, what sharks are actually made of. They're made of cartilage. Wow. That's good. I didn't know that. Kind of like your ears. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> your tummy! I will help you with your reading eggs as soon as I'm done, okay? Okay. Okay, honey, we'll see you later, okay? Bye. Bye. Thank you. Oh, it's been far too long since... I know, right? You got to say hi to her. My old buddy. So, so I'm actually going to make my own commercial. Everybody, if you don't have a smartwatch, get a smartwatch. They're actually pretty cool. So I had uh, one of the first generation Apple Watches. I, I still have it actually sitting here on my desk because I can't update it. It, um, <laughs> Like I tried to pair it with my new phone and right. it's like, oh, you need to update your smartwatch. And I'm like, okay, but my smartwatch won't update until I connect it to my phone. <laughs> so, Apple. I mean, it's just one of those things where I'm sure the older generation, they're just like, you know what? I mean, if you left your, your old, you know, Apple watch sitting in a drawer for five years and then decided to pull it out and try and use it with your new, you know, iPhone XR, then I'm sorry. That was silly of you. You need to buy a new, new Apple watch. <laughs> yeah. Because we all have $400 to pop on a watch every two or three years. Chris, so. I pay you enough to buy one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have an iOS anything really, but I do have a uh, Tick Watch. It's actually pretty dope. Under two hundred bucks. Um, you got to be careful; you get Lyme disease from those. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I need a, a better marketing person. But uh, yeah, it's actually pretty. It's a pretty good device. It, it's definitely good for when I work out and whatnot. Um, yeah, that's that's the main thing. That I, I mean, that was the thing that I actually appreciated about the Apple Watch when I had it and I wore it was like the foot, the, the, you know, steps tracking and all of that to just kind of like have an idea. Now that I've started running, I wish that I had one because yeah. then I end up with my phone in my pocket, which is not usually super comfortable. Uh, yeah. And so Christy has uh, one of the newer Apple Watches. And, she, I mean, she loves her. She's been bugging me to get one for a while. But So you like the tick, though, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty dope. I mean, in actually, I know they work with iOS, but uh, I don't think the price point for um, smartwatches should be more than 200 bucks. Yeah. if I'm being honest. I mean, I, I, I it's the same a connected device. Too. Like, I mean, like your phone at least is is an independent device, but ultimately, like the smartwatch more or less is kind of dependent on being connected to your phone. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense for the accessories to be like. I, I think two hundred dollars below is a good price point, and same thing with tablets. Like I was reading this article, and I I sent you some stuff about the uh, Kindle, mm -hmm. putting the Play Store on it, uh, and I've been now I've been running across like quite a few articles saying that the kindle is probably one of the better tablets you can actually buy i mean sure if you're gonna wipe it and then put android platform on. <laughs> well you don't even have to like uh i didn't root mine i actually just put you can actually put the play store on it without the um without rooting it mm -hmm. and putting it like ripping everything apart and it's actually more enjoyable to use which i find is pretty cool so you can actually put all the google play services on there without you know, 
potentially damaging your device. Nice. Well, I'll have so, to check that out then. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely think that I'm glad I got my Kindle. I, I'm kind of pissed off because for prime day, the Kindle 10 is like 70 bucks, which kind of sucks. But, um, I don't think I'd want the Kindle 10 to read books at night. If I'm being honest, I, I think I'm cool with the Kindle eight. So, yeah. Uh, I think the, I think I've got a seven in the kitchen. Um, I think Helen has got an eight. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I just hate, like, it's so slow. It is so slow to react to everything that I do right now. And I mean, it's not even, it's like maybe a year old. And all I do is use it to watch like Hulu or Netflix while I'm cooking or to pull up Pinterest articles. Like those are the two things that I do with it. And it can barely handle that. It seems most of the time. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's probably why I got the eight because the eight has more ROM yeah. and, and more Ram. So like I figured like it's a sub on sub hundred dollar like device. So yep. I'd rather get the one that. No, I mean, that makes sense. You know, uh, I think I, for whatever it was like, they had that stupid deal on the seven, um, yeah. where it comes with the crappy ad thing on the, you know, for the cover basically. Uh, and so I was like, Oh, whatever. It's just going to be in the kitchen. I'm just using it to watch videos and stuff. And yeah, of course you yeah, got to like, pay for Screw it. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put freaking TV in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I've been thinking about doing is because I, I have in my office here, one of the, um, Google home displays. Right. And I love that thing. Um, it's actually encouraged me to spend more time in my office <laughs> because like, I mean, first off, it's just, it, you know, when you're not using it, it's a, it's a photo uh, screen, that That's changes, cool. which is neat. And then when I do want to use it, like, I don't know, just the voice commands and everything are super useful. It's very easy. Um, you know, now like Google's done a good job with their home system where initially when you had all of the home minis and everything, if you wanted to broadcast a message, it was literally just everybody got it. Every single mini would broadcast it. Now you can actually broadcast to a specific one based on what you named it. So I can be like, you know, broadcast to master bedroom speaker. And then I can say like, Hey, you know, dinner's ready. Or what do you want on your hamburger? Right. Oh no, really? Yeah. So basically use it like an intercom system. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to have to buy some Google Minis. I know. It's pretty sweet. And then, I mean, you can connect them all and it becomes your home theater system, like your sound system, because then you can play Spotify or whatever music from your phone on those. You can do speaker groups. So you can, I have like upstairs, main level, downstairs, whole house. So like if I want, I just play music in the whole house when I'm like working and doing errands or like cleaning and stuff. And it's the same music playing everywhere. Dude, it's freaking sweet. They have done so much with that. And then, like, I've got the Nest thermostat that goes with it so I can manage everything. I mean, I know we are just like a walking Google ad. If they needed it, um, <laughs> they would pay us. But I I love it. Like, it's been it's been awesome. Yeah, now I'm going to have to buy those. You know? <laughs> I, huh. Yeah, I, I love smart devices. Like uh, I don't have I only have one Google Home. Actually I have a Google Home and a Google Mini in our basement. Um, but now I'm I'm gonna have to buy at least two more because that sounds pretty cool. We've got uh, one in almost every single room at this point because really? they were just they were on sale and like I got a free one from my Spotify account. Christy had one from her Spotify account. 
And then we just started like buying like two at a time. And I mean, I'm trying to think. I got one, two, three, four, five, I guess six, including the display. And the display, I got a stupid deal on uh, next door. Uh-huh. Some lady bought it for her husband and it wasn't what he wanted. And so she was selling that and a Google Home Mini for like 45 bucks. The freaking display itself retails for 60 brand new. It was ridiculous. Like she just wanted to get rid of it. And I was just like, uh, I'll come pick it up right now. She's like, great. <laughs> That's yeah. All right. Now I have to buy new toys. I know. I'm sorry. And, and, and then you're going to end up like, you know, the new PlayStation or Xbox is going to come out and you're going to have to buy one of those too. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wait on the new Xbox. Oh, actually. really? I'm probably going to wait till next Christmas. Okay. Um, it looks really cool. I need to buy two things. I need to buy a 4K TV. Uh, and I know that they're going to change the broadcast signal to ATSC3 sometime next year. So I don't want to buy any more TVs until next year. Um, it, there's no logic behind that. But if I'm going to buy a new 4K TV, I'm probably going to make my living room TV that TV. Right. And then rotate the TVs again. That's like the game we play in the house. Okay, which TV do we rotate? And um, but yeah, but I just can't get over the price. Like I can't justify it. Like um, and until they stop releasing games for the Xbox One, I just don't. I'm not that motivated. And everything is going to be like in a more of a deluxe package, so you can play the newer games on the Xbox One series. So it's not that. I'm not rushed to do it right now. Um, yeah. Well, and that's good. I mean, that's, that's, I think Microsoft and PlayStation understand that you're not going to get everybody to jump from one console to the next immediately. Like you have to phase things out. Um, yeah. I wish I, you know, like my biggest issue with the Xbox one was the backwards compatibility. I, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous that, that they were like, Oh, well some of our games that Microsoft made or our partners. Yeah, we'll do those. But all these other ones, no, no, we're not doing that. You can't play those anymore. And I was just like, uh, you know, okay. That seems <laughs> kind of like a dick move. I invested a lot of money in all these games. And I mean, like, you know, GTA 5, like, that's a cool game. I had it for the Xbox One. I don't want to buy or for the Xbox 360. I don't want to buy it again for the Xbox One. Right. You know, but like, right. I should still be able to play that fucking game. Like, it's a disc. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I get going off on a thing here. I, I understand. Like I feel the same way because like I have like probably two or three hard drives hooked up to my Xbox right now. Yeah. Right. And I see the push to uh digital only releases. Like that's gonna be a thing probably sooner than later. So both PS5 and Xbox are releasing uh consoles without a disk drive. Yep. And I'm like, okay, that's where we're going. So, you know when things settle down and I start to see like what the exclusive games are and I can, you know, justify spending like three or 400 bucks <laughs> yeah. for something that would be more than twice a week, you know, uh, then I'll do it. But until no. then I'm good. See, and I think you and I are both in that same boat where it's like, we're not the early adopter group, Yeah, you know, yeah. like the blind faith, like, Oh, it's new. It must be great. You know, I'm, I am with you in that I'm much more like, I'm going to wait and see. You know, like I didn't want an uh, iPhone at first. You should have never wanted an iPhone. Well, yeah, but 
I, I had an iPod and I was like, I don't want an iPod that I can make phone calls on. I want two separate devices. And then I was like, wait, actually, this is pretty cool. We can just carry one of these around. Plus, you I always lost my iPod because it was. That's not how phones work, right? Yeah, I, I understand. I don't know. But, like, I mean, yeah, the game consoles too. Like, I, I am rarely the person that's running out and buying it when the brand new one comes out because, A, I usually have the old one and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to save up some money for this. B, they've gotten ridiculously expensive. Yeah. And then C, I almost always had a friend that was living with me that was going to go buy one anyways, or his mom would buy one for him. And so I was like, all right, cool. I can just play on his. Like, <laughs> and then five years later, when they were like super cheap and the brand new one was coming, I'll be like, all right, well, I'll get one of mine because he's going to get one of the new ones. So <laughs> yeah, this time around, like, and I, I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to probably, I didn't want to wait. I kind of wanted to buy it for Christmas, but then I was like, hmm. I just no, I'm I'm good. I've got Madden 21, and it's like so. It's going to take them two or three years to start phasing out. If they do, like uh, the or reducing the backwards compatibility, I don't think they're going to do it so quickly this time. It's going to be about two or three years. So, well, and I mean, like when if you were going, that's the thing that I found most frustrating about the Xbox One was that you still had a disc drive. You know, like I can understand going from disk drive to no disk drive and saying, look, you know, we're really sorry. We'll give you a discount, you know, if you scan the, you know, barcode on your thing or whatever, or, you know, show your proof, whatever. We'll give you a discount so you can buy the digital version of it. But like that was the thing with the Xbox one where I'm like, y'all are just fucking lazy. Like, and this is all just a money. (laughs) It's just a money thing. You sat there and said, well. Yeah, we're not going to do it all at once because that would, you know, this way we can roll them out one by one and we can build enthusiasm. And, and like, I get it from a marketing perspective. I've been there. But at the same time, the, from a the user, platform wasn't there yet. Right. That was, that was the reality. So they, they rushed just that. Said that. That was the whole thing was they rushed that whole digital platform thing. Like they yep. should have stuck with the disk drive, left the backwards compatibility and waited until now where you actually had you know, five terabyte hard drives that are affordable Yeah, that you can stick in there. Because like you're saying, right, how many hard drives do you have? Like what's the total hard drive space that you have connected <laughs> to your Xbox? Jeez. I, yeah. It's like, it's beyond ridiculous. Right? I'm like every game is like 40 gigs. I mean, then in the time it takes to download, I mean, like I've got Google fiber and it takes hours to update yeah. sometimes. Like, I mean, I, when I had time Warner cable or AT&T, are you kidding me? a week (laughs) pack a lunch i don't mean one of my sons bought me madden for my birthday and um and then like that night of my birthday i literally just said okay i'm gonna put the disc in and start the update and i came back the next morning it was ready and i'm like i took a long time you just can't buy a game and play play it it anymore yeah i mean the freaking nintendo i mean maybe you had to pull it out and blow on it which wasn't good for it Maybe you had the little kit that was designed to clean it, right? I mean, I had one of those. Yeah, I think everybody did, man. You know what I didn't have was a Game Genie, though. I always wanted one of those. Uh, did I have a Game? No, I didn't have a Game Genie. Either. Yeah. You know, another thing, like, uh, so this week I've been, or actually I started last week. I started working on an API. Dude, I love APIs. Man. I, I think you meant IPA. I love those, too. Uh, those... <laughs> encoding my own ipas what no um dude i love apis man it's oh so for those that are not so technically inclined 
could you, I mean, I know what you're talking about, obviously, but could you enlighten the rest of our audience a little bit just into what, what APIs are and kind of why they're so useful? Okay. Uh, an API stands for applic application programming interface, right? So I write this beautiful software, but I want to make sure that if you ever wanted to put a pretty front end on it, that you can use whatever front end that you wanted to, if you knew what the API said you could do. So I can add a record, delete a record, update a record. So it kind of separates um, and expands what you can do with a program. Is that is yeah. that pretty generic so far? I think so. So I don't want to I don't want to go too far in the geekdom. What it what it uh, essentially it's a way of connecting two things, right? A, a software platform or program with either an interface or another software program. Right. Right. And I'm addicted to APIs. Like I think it's like uh, you should get one of, <laughs> like I look at software and the first thing I look for is do you have an API? Oh, I know. I mean, I've been there with you. Like when <laughs> at one point when we were investigating uh, a certain software platforms and I mean, everything was like, no, they got an API. We don't, we don't even need their user interface, whatever their user interface looks like. Not important. Yeah. It doesn't matter because you can actually, it gives you the ability as a developer or as an end user to, uh, you know, make your own cake. Like you don't have to be stuck with certain things if they don't fit in your, in, in your use case. Uh, and we had a very unique situation with how we dealt with some of our services that we, we, uh, con people into, into buying from us. <laughs> and we used one main interface to talk to multiple tools all the time with little to no human interaction. And as you know, here's what I will say. I read this funny article. Um, it said, Excel is for amateurs. And if you want to make it worse, add an access, right? So, <laughs> but the whole story was so true. Yeah. You People think they can run a business on Excel or they think they can run it on some, you know, consumer grade database. The reality is the biggest problem you have with managing systems is human error. And that stems from design to data entry. And you want to reduce the amount of time people can make mistakes with your system. And it just gave you, me so many flashbacks. Yeah. And, I mean, nobody can see it, but I'd have like the big shitty grin on my face right now because I am just like having these horrific memories <laughs> of the reconciliation. Uh, I mean, I'll never forget that. Like that was one of the worst points in my life. <laughs> Well, at least my professional career, like that was a yeah. low point right there, having to deal with that. I mean, and like, granted, ultimately we came up with a pretty good solution, regardless yeah. of what some other assholes might think. <laughs> well, some of those assholes had no clue what they were doing. Oh, yeah. So. And what do you do here? <laughs> but it, but it's true. Like the, the, I've been reading a lot of articles, whether they be from Forbes, Entrepreneur, or, or Inc., whatever. And I, I get the um, – I actually see there is a market for, like, uh, software consultants. I think most enterprises can fix 75% of their operational issues with the right software. 
And a lot of that is not prepackaged. And I think that uh, there's a good possibility that you could probably, if you were so inclined and had the skills to do so, you could build a whole company based on just fixing problems with the right software. So one question that I have in terms of APIs, is there, I mean, because you write it in the language, right? That the software is written in? Uh, Generically, yes. Uh, Because I know, I mean, like remembering back to some of the stuff that we worked on, a lot of times it was like, you know, get this, post this, and it's a string of text or whatever that you're kind of sending through. But, you know, it's not like you weren't writing it in Java, right? No, you you write the, so the request are typically going to be written in something generic like JSON or, you know, whether you use Python or JavaScript or whatever, those, those parts of how you communicate with the API are all generic. Right. Your backend may be written in Java. It may be written in Python, uh, maybe written in C C plus or, or, or something, something along whatever your, your infrastructure, your, your, your core software is, it should be able to consume the request it's getting right. and respond in something generic because you don't know what the front end is going to be. Typically right. it's going to be a JSON response. Um, and that's where, you know, you look at companies like uh, Salesforce or um, you, you name one, you name any of these big enterprise companies, they're all trying to construct APIs because they've all realized something very important. Nobody cares about your product to a degree. Like they don't think your product is going to fit their exa- exact use case. Sorry. <laughs> well, go ahead. No, I, it's true though, right? It is, but it's just funny. Cause I mean, I, you know what? Uh, <laughs> thanks Salesforce for your enterprise grade software, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> we know what we're doing here. So we're just gonna <laughs> duck, 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 hack it up and we're going to make it look like this. Wait, what the fuck? Everything broke. Who broke this? What the <laughs> fuck? Salesforce. All right, Sorry. so all right, I'm not, I am not <laughs> shitting on Salesforce. I'm no, saying, I'm not. Like, no, no, no. I was on the opposite side of that. I'm sitting yeah. here saying, dude, Salesforce fucking knows what they're doing. Like they've built this product. Use it. Yeah. Like if your process doesn't fit what the Salesforce process is, then your yeah. process is probably not right. <laughs> yeah. All you need is a bridge to because you're. Let's say you have an accounting system and you have Salesforce, right? Mm-hmm. Salesforce is in its entirety, a CRM and a customer relationship software. That's it. That's all, that's all it's really good at. Yes. Everything else you add on to that, the, you need to build a bridge to ask one simple question, which customer does this information relate to? That's all you need to know, whether it's billing, whether it's tech support, which customer is this record talking to? That's it. And when people make it more than what it is, and then you get the blo- the bloat of Salesforce, and it becomes unwieldy. Yeah. And the, the real question you need to ask yourself is, okay, using the Salesforce example is, Salesforce is a CRM. That's what it's really good at. I have, a in our example, an accounting package. I'm tracking customers here. Which relationship in, in Salesforce is it talking to? How, does what, how do I translate that information to this record? And they should talk back and forth. And that's all you got to do. It, it, that's what the beauty of APIs, it gives you a bridge to connect different systems. 
Um, and that's the, that's the real power of them. So if they are so powerful, is it something that should be copyrightable? Uh, no, because you, I, I think as a business, you went in the front end. Um, and I'll use myself as, as a perfect use case. So my API will be closed source because I'm using the API to keep the same backend, but to build a mobile front end, right? When I start to build integrations into other platforms, it'll still be like, I'm not going to build a developer's API. I'm just going to build an API internal so that way I can leverage what's already done. And it's just two bridges now. Right. Um, I don't think they should be, I don't think there should be a copyright because from a business standpoint, you're going to get money on the back end because I need a Salesforce license. Right. right. Well, so that's where I'm trying to understand, I guess. I mean, is it, is this whole Oracle, Google, Java, Android, API legal battle, just a pissing contest? Is it, you know, like, is it, is it just Oracle acquired son and they went, Oh, we could take a shot at Google here. Yeah, that's Java. That's Oracle. That's Larry Ellison being a dick. I mean, that's kind of what I read it as. I mean, and that's no surprise. Like, but I, it's. Just- I think I think he's pissed off because back in the day, and it was probably ninety five. He had this dream of a dumb terminal, which is kind of coming to fruition. If I'm being honest, like yeah. mobile phones are probably an extension of that. Chromebooks are an extension of that. Java was the platform that would you'd literally be able to quote unquote write software once and use it anywhere. Um, The reality is um, they still want a piece of the pie. You can't open source. And this kind of goes back to your earlier, earlier question should be copyrighted, right? You can't open source it and then charge a fee for it. Right. (laughs) If Java itself is open source and I figure out a way to, I'm not technically using an enterprise license I'm just writing a programming language that other developers use, Java, right? Like they can't go, and you don't need all the enterprise uh, pieces of Java to make a pretty badass piece of software. Right. A lot of it's pretty much useless, except for very unique uh, use cases. So it really boils down to a very technical, and that's why this has gotten dragged out in legal court yeah. back and forth. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get a piece of a pie they don't really deserve the right to. Uh, and that's where they're, it's always blown my mind. Like the the hubris of Larry Ellison is like, he doesn't get it. Like Google is not a stupid company, uh, because they always had a backdoor plan. And I think their backdoor plan is flutter and dart, which is darts another, uh, programming language. Flutter is a, a UI layer. And at the end of the day, they can just take, they can pick up all their toys and go somewhere else. And on top of that, they want even more because Flutter and, and Dart allow them to write on not just the Android uh, operating system, but iOS. So they can get around all the, the, the supposed barriers. And they've been, I, I, I'm assuming for the last five or seven years, Planning. they've been figuring out their exit strategy. Yep. I mean, because they had, yeah, as soon as this came up, and I'm sure that they were aware of it before the the court, you know, the uh, court case was even filed that, you know, that this was a potential issue or something that they were going to have to face. Because that just seems like the type of thing that Google would be, you know, on top of. But yeah, I mean, and if, if, 
if Larry Ellison, I'm not going to say Oracle, but if Larry Ellison wants to go after Google for the operating system, he's going to have to go after Samsung, uh, Huawei, all, all types of. Yeah, I mean, that's what I don't understand. Like I, how you can, I mean, maybe his goal is I'm going to go after Google, win this one, and then I'm going to go, you know, sue the rest of these people for these, you know. You know, it'd be funny, though, if Google just wrote them a check for a billion dollars and shoot them off. Yeah. That would be the funniest thing on the planet. If they're like, okay, a billion, gotcha, and just wrote a check and, and said, skedaddle. That would be the dopest mic drop on Larry Ellison because he's a he's a tool. Even his whole TikTok purchase, they're trying to get the infrastructure and trying to get a backdoor into uh, TikTok's algorithm. Yeah. And the Chinese are pretty smart. They're ByteDance. I'm not going to say the Chinese. That's wrong. But ByteDance is pretty smart. And China is pretty smart. They're like, no, you can't do that. So they've actually walled it off. So he's trying to he's trying to fight for relevance in a market outside of the market that he's actually good at. And I I, I think that sometimes, just like SaaS and carry, be good at what you're good at and stop trying to take over the world. And Java, I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't use Java anymore. Like I'd rather not. I, I just, I write software in Java and I've re- written two programs and I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, do I need to buy an enterprise license for this? And as a developer, it makes me not want to use your, your platform or your language because I'm thinking of how you're going to try to screw me in the future. So I, it's a lot easier for me to, you know, although I, I do know Python I'd rather write in Python where I know it's, it's really truly open source and move on. Yeah. That makes it where you, where you're not going to run into that issue you know, right. of having to make that decision. It's, it's the free trial, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on, try it for two weeks. We just need a credit card to make sure you're a real person. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. And I'll, here's an insider's tip on, on free trials, anything more than seven days, you're already going to buy it. I can almost guarantee if it's software based, you're going to put just enough stuff in there and you're, you've grown accustomed to it. You're going to buy it. So anything more than seven days. And I don't do trials more than, I think my trials are 14 days, seven or 14 days. I don't remember. Uh, I should know that off the top of my head, but I don't, Uh, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a bait and switch thing. It's just basically like, Hey, test it out send me feedback. You like it. You don't like it. If there's a feature that you think that we should add, I can tell you personally, we'll add it. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a bait and bait, not bait and switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's something like I don't have like, Oh, that's a great idea. And I can show you, I can communicate, I communicate with people one-on-one about the roadmap. I don't publicize it because there are things that I, I, I just don't think that's what I should be doing right now. But there should be more honesty in software sales. There should be more honesty in software platforms. I, I do believe and see that um, software as a service and platforms as a service are going to be the future of software usage. Um, and I just think that there's going to be a fundamental change in how people interact with software, how they purchase it, the whole nine yards. So, you know, that's just my insider tip. If somebody's offering you a 30 day trial, you might as well just buy it then. It's <laughs> like, keep you know just keep it moving or at least prepare to buy it i mean i'd still take 30-day trial but save myself a month of paying (laughs) (laughs) 
or you, or you do like I do. I'll time my t- my trial to get to the first of the month, where I'm like, okay, so now I know this is coming out in the first of the month yep. every year. There you go. Well, we've we've covered a lot. This um, is a long episode. I'm gonna um, not at all struggle to get this edited in time and keep my promises that I made. But the good news is I made them on this episode, so if I don't meet them, I can just delete them, which is my new, it's my new phrase. Yeah, so our, our last episode was really two hours long. Chris was just like, cut, cut, cut. It's like, it's there all were, in the cutting room There floor. were a couple of things I did end up cutting, uh, but not Andre's trip to the bathroom. Yeah, hopefully we cut it this time. But yeah, I'll I, cut it out this time, I promise. I had to take a potty break, so... Um, Anyway, we're super glad you joined us. You can always catch us on chrisandandreshow.com where we have all of our uh, musings. Chris is uh, on this whole movie like binge-watching thing. I'm driving Andre nuts. I'm putting like two reviews up every time, and he's like, I got to catch up. I got to catch up. <laughs> so now on? he's putting the pressure on me to like write more. I'm like, gosh, I w- do I want him to be behind in episodes or do I like I know, right? He's like, ooh, that's why this one's gone so long. I was like, I gotta give him a long episode with a lot of things that we talk about, so it'll take him forever and I can catch up writing. I know, right? I see what uh, you're doing. I see what you're doing. And I will be writing some stuff and and I know we're getting out of this political season and uh but there's you know, there's still things where the, it our site fits our the rest of our thoughts on on a particular topic. So uh, you can catch us there, chrisandreshow.com. Shoot us an email at thechrisandreshow at gmail.com. We're on Spotify, Apple Mute, Podcast, Music Thing, Google Play Music, uh, Pandora, and SoundCloud. Tune in. See, you thought I forgot one. I, I, I That's my shtick. I got yeah, it. You, and you uh, I, was, I was just, I was like, uh and you're like, tune in. I'm like, oh, good. Thank you. And if you're on the social media platforms, we hang out on uh, Twitter and Facebook. And uh, we have handles. We also are on Instagram. And Instagram. And Pinterest, uh, actually. Yeah. I I use none of them because I'm a, I'm a renegade. Well, so I it, I know we're closing out the episode, so I don't want to go into the whole thing. We can talk about it a little bit more next episode. But as a teaser, I want to figure out how we get off social media. Ooh, and I, I I have a vision, but I, we'll we'll talk about it next time. All right, that sounds good. That's going to be a topic. So we 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 appreciate everybody listening to our podcast. We have fun doing this. We pay for it out of pocket, so there's no pressure. We get to say whatever we want to say. But feel free to Venmo us at Chris and Andre. No, I'm just kidding. We don't actually have a, a show Venmo. We are Please don't send money to people for this show. <laughs> <laughs> We love to have fun. If you have any feedback, questions, or if you'd like to be a guest, hit us up. We'd love to, you know, see if there's something we could hopefully talk about in a group discussion. Um, see if Chris can figure fir- out that technology. Yeah. <laughs> our first and only guest, Bob, uh, Chris's dad. I listened to that episode a couple times now and it was actually pretty refreshing. And uh, we love to get different perspectives and different inputs. So as always, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you next time. Why doesn't Satan wear a wig? Because then there'd be hell to pay.